Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. I'm your host, Nate. And I'm your host, Brian. And we have a new week and a new subject coming at you here. We're really excited to have a look into the excellent AC maintenance. This is part one, and we have a special guest host with us today, Aaron Buckwalter, who we'll be introducing in just a second. Uh, But make sure you tune into part two of the podcast as well, where we interview Steve Allwine and discuss not only uh, some of his background in history, but some of his tactics and strategy in how to conduct an excellent AC maintenance. Uh, But without further ado, we wanted to jump into the topic today uh, with our quote from Brian. This isn't a quote necessarily, but it is from a study done by a Kansas State University, and they they give it to the university as a quote, but uh, I'm sure some person said it. As a general rule, for every dollar spent on preventive maintenance, you will save at least $5 in subsequent expenses. Yeah, thanks for that, Brian. And certainly a a really good statistic to uh, discuss and start kind of our subject today. Uh, Without further ado, I want to welcome to our hosting table, our special guest host for this podcast, Aaron Buckwalter. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, buddy. Hey, you betcha. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, so we wanted to have Aaron join us uh, for the intro here, specifically because we're discussing uh, air conditioners, and that's kind of a specialty of yours. So uh, let's jump into that stat. I mean, the whole concept here is about preventative maintenance and why even why even do an AC maintenance or an AC inspection? Uh, I mean, what's the point, right? Sure. Yeah, uh, great question. The reality is, guys, uh, when looking at anything mechanical, uh, whether it's your car, you know, your lawnmower heating and air conditioning equipment, obviously, uh, they have parts in them that, that wear out, they break down, they need to be maintained. Um, even if you look at your blower wheel from a standpoint of a, a, you know, a furnace, an air conditioner, even the smallest amount of dust, believe it or not, can really cut down on the efficiency. So what we really want to do is maximize that uh, system by cleaning it, making sure it's ready to go for the season uh, so you don't have any unwanted breakdowns that uh, could potentially cause for real well, a lot of discomfort. <laughs> yeah, certainly the inconvenience. Depending on who you're who you're speaking to, and, and I would say probably more more of our clients than not, um, when you're talking about just a repair versus the inconvenience of your system being down, it really doesn't boil down to the money for the repair. Um, it, it is the inconvenience of not having water for half of your Sunday, or you know, flowing sewer or your HVAC system working. And when's it going to go? Is at, it, at the most inopportune time. Yeah, it's not going to go <laughs> April 2nd on you. It's going to go, you know, the, the hottest part of June or the coldest part of, of February. That's just tends to be what happens. And now you don't have, you know, you don't have heat overnight in the coldest part of winter. Um, that, when you weigh that possibly happening versus the cost of a, of a small repair or an upgrade or something. It's usually a no-brainer, but um, you actually have to 
have to maintain that equipment and maintain your systems to make sure that they're operating at peak performance and anything that's looking like it's on its way out gets replaced or repaired um, before it does happen. Yeah, no-brainer. Well within your repertoire of decision-making possibilities, Brian. Uh, But (laughs) taking a look at uh, the the purpose here, and and, I mean, on part two of this podcast, we jump into it with Steve and we look at um, not only his interaction with the client, but also some of the analogies and reasons that he even says this is important. It's not even just for the client, it's also for the technicians. Having that consistent repeat business is, is a big deal. And we've seen that effectually help us out through all the shoulder months. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no question. And that's, you know, from a, from a, it's a win-win for, for both the, the customer as well as the company from that standpoint, Nate. You couldn't be more right on that. I mean, as we look at, you know, this time of year and, and you know, here it is, it's, we're close to the end of March, middle of March. Um, this time of year, most of the, the systems we've already done the maximizers on, uh, it's not overly cold, so there's not a lot of, you know, demand service calls out there. What this does is it, it keeps our technicians uh, going. Uh, it, it keeps, you know, it gives them work to do. The beauty of it is uh, it allows us to bring even new employees on uh, to ride with those technicians in a very low-stress environment. When they're going out to do a maximizer, essentially you're going out, you're, you're having conversations with the homeowner, um, you're, you're teaching that new uh, employee, that ride-along, um, what a system is, what it does, how it operates. It's a great training exercise uh, for the newer guys when they come in to ride along with the season tech. And, and this is a great time of year because it's a very low-stress environment. Um, we don't got a lot of demand. It's not hot. So, yeah, it, it's, it's great for everyone involved. Yeah, I'm glad that you bring that up, Aaron, uh, as far as new guys riding with kind of the veterans, uh, you might say. It is certainly a way that we bring people into our organization. It's kind of the starting ground, the starting place. And so there could be this misconception that doing a, a maintenance or a maximizer or a tune-up well is kind of like old hat or you know beneath somebody. <clears throat> but if you don't have that foundational process, not only how you interact with the client, but of how you go from start to finish on a system, you, you're missing something there. You know, some people, they want to jump, they want to jump straight to troubleshooting. They want to be a service tech with all the, the glitz and glamour that goes with that. But if you don't have that foundation of how a system works or how to move from uh, down a checklist or some type of system or process, the rest of your service experience is going to be kind of uh, jumbled up. Yeah, for, for sure, Nate. You know, the, the old adage is you need to learn to, to walk before you can run. Actually, I guess crawl to walk, then walk to run. And a lot of times what we'll do is we'll bring, you know, new employees in, people that don't have as much experience as maybe a seasoned technician would. Honestly, a lot of times they might start out in their installation department. Um, and to your point earlier, what it what allows you to do is that technician, that, that employee, um, they, they learn the ground basics. Uh, they understand how a system operates, how it works. Um, you know, they learn refrigerant charge, sizing, airflow, all that can be taught and, and they really don't need any experience to learn that stuff. It's just understanding airflow and how these systems operate. From there, if they have a desire, they may end up, you know, going into uh, becoming a, a, a service technician or a maintenance technician, I should say, um, where you're, you're going at, you're maintaining. Again, it's a great environment to learn these, these things uh, in terms of how these systems operate. And obviously over time, it just takes uh, some experience 
just just some you know time with season technicians, uh, allowing them to see how these things work, and then they can kind of move into that that repair tech. But yeah, I mean, maximizers, maintenances, uh, it kind of lays the groundwork for all that. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm curious to kind of think about the idea of of, of those who have done their fair share of maintenances. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you've been in the trade for any number of years, you've seen hundreds and thousands of these things. And so it can kind of become um, second nature <clears throat> and so much so that you kind of get into a rhythm, perhaps even some bad habits slip in or some um, you, you stop evaluating whether you're doing it the best way. And I'm sure we'll we'll talk about this with Steve, about his process and those types of things. But I think for those of you who have experience in this, when's the last time that you sat down and you reevaluated what your tune-up process or, or system or workflow looks like from start to finish, right? Because there's a certain element of autopilot that can kind of take over. And if you're not careful, you slip into just kind of complacency. Yeah. I mean, what, what can happen? And, and, Obviously, Nate, that's one of the main reasons. We, we have a checklist that, that you can go through. It, it, it's really twofold. Um, if you have a process and, and everybody in that organization has the same process, it really makes for a better experience for that homeowner. Um, you can use the analogy of McDonald's. You, you can go to almost any McDonald's in the world and, you know, a, a Big Mac's going to be a Big Mac. Uh, a, a, you know, it might... Uh, might be another language, but but you know what you're getting when you order, um, and that's really what what I want to try to create here. Or we we want to create here in these maximizers is that that homeowner is getting the same experience regardless of the technician that is coming out. Now they may put their own flair on it. They might you know uh, the verbiage might be a little bit different, but what they actually do for that homeowner uh, in terms of of the work performed on their system is is exactly the same. That way they feel like they're getting their money's worth every single time. Speaking of getting your money worth every single time, that's one thing that always comes up at the beginning of the AC season. If you're in any type of competitive marketplace, you see the offers out there, right? $89 tune-up, $59 tune-up, $49 tune-up, $29 tune-up, free tune-up. I mean, like, right. where does it stop? There's right. always this race to the bottom. And so one of the things that I, I think as a technician – um, we need to think about is how are we differentiating ourselves in the marketplace? Like, what is it? What does it matter if I call company A versus company B versus company C? Now, we all know that there's the price-driven customer out there that all they care about is checking a box saying that the, the system was maintained and it doesn't matter if the guy just came out and did a visual on it and then <laughs> rolled out, right? Yep, yep, definitely had it maintained. Um, but that's not necessarily the customer that we really want, that we're going after. We want somebody who wants value with what they're paying. And along with that value, it's not always about just a 100-point checklist or 200-point checklist, right? It's the little things that come into play throughout the communication and the process of that tune-up. Yeah, really what we talk about, Nate is, and, and Brian, is, is the experience, what experience are we delivering to that homeowner? It, it goes beyond the maximizer or, or the work that's actually being done there. But for a technician to come in, and, and you talk about, you know, this is the beginning of the season. For sure it is. So really their, their air conditioning hasn't ran since last year. 
Well, maybe last year they were having some issues with their system, not necessarily cooling. Maybe it was parts of the home that, you know, they weren't necessarily getting enough airflow to. So what I, I you know, we ask our technicians to go uh, to go and do when they walk into that home is is do more than just that, you know, that checklist that you talked about, Nate. We want them to go in and try to fully understand what the homeowner's experience is with that air conditioner. We don't want there to be, you know, what we would call any mutual mystification. So if there's challenges, concerns that that homeowner has uh, with that system, we want to make sure that our techs are asking that question. And frankly, if, if they're not, then we are doing that customer a disservice. So, you know, when we talk about the experience going in for that, that 60, 90, you know, 120 minutes spent with that homeowner, um, we want them to have a full comprehension of what that, that customer is experiencing with their system. Are there any challenges outside of just, is it simply cooling uh, that needs to be addressed? So it's, it's really the experience that, that we're looking for our, our customers to have. Right. And it's, uh, it's no different than when you go to the doctor, not because you have something wrong with you, but like, let's just say we're going for our annual physical and blood work and just to make sure everything's tip top. What's the first thing the doctor says? Almost, I mean, every time I can think of ever having a physical, the first thing he said would be, he'd ask me, how is everything? How do you feel? Everything good? Any right. any issues you're feeling? Right. Any pain? Any, um, how you sleeping? Like, just, he goes down the list of questions to ask, are you currently experiencing any issues? Right. Yeah, and if the, if the answer's everything's fine and, and I'm all good, then he starts his, his, you know, his maximizer checklist where he, gets the stethoscope out and gets the thermometer and looks in the ears and taps the knees or whatever he's going to do. Um, and it's no different in the maximizer world where we're, where we're checking over the HVAC system, the plumbing system, the electrical system. Um, and recently, I don't know who, who made this, uh, list, Nate, maximize, minimize. Uh, I think that was either Mike or Tracy. One of our, either our call center manager or one of our call takers, um, made a list and one of our call takers handed me the list, the CSR. And she said, uh, this will help on the podcast about HVAC maximizers. It's a list of things we want to maximize and things we want to minimize. And Tracy, who actually just recently recorded an episode and will be on soon is, um, a maximized version of a CSR. She, she, um, sells plans like there's no tomorrow. Her client's talk about just the people she talks to on the phone and gets a plan, gets involved in a plan. They talk about her to the technician who shows up. It happens all the time. I hear about it all the time. The plumbers come to me and say, man, they loved Tracy. Like she should have come out and done the plumbing inspection. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to maximize air quality. We want to minimize dirt particles and pollen. We want to maximize efficiency while minimizing utility bills. We want to maximize your comfort while minimizing potential cold or hot spots in the home. We want to maximize lifespan of the system while minimizing replacements. We want to maximize bang for your buck, minimize overworking systems, maximize performance, minimize breakdowns. I love that, Brian. Yeah, it's a, that's a great list by, you know, one of the CSRs here or the call center manager yep. to that they handed out to everyone on the phones to say, you don't have to be really technical. You don't have to really know the HVAC system's inner workings or, or be too, you know, you don't have to become an engineer all of a sudden. 
this is what we're doing right here. It's Correct. this list. Yep, that's exactly right. And really, if you think about that, that entire list, Brian, is customer-focused. Absolutely. It's 100% um, either either maximizing their dollars or maximizing their comfort. Correct. That's it. That's it. That's exactly right. And minimizing our competition. <laughs> let's, let's do this thing. That goes without saying, doesn't it? <laughs> so, I mean, from a technician standpoint, I'm sure they hear from time to time about, you know, our price point or maybe even the question like, eh, what, do you, what do you guys all do out there? I mean, what are like some ideas for how to counteract, you know, a customer who's kind of beating you up in the, in the field for either price or um, just comparison points? Yeah, that's a great, uh, great question. Um, I'm not sure there's an easy answer. Uh, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind, Nate, is we aren't necessarily for everybody. Um, as, as a premier, you know, heating and air conditioning company, electrical company, plumbing company, um, we know that, that our price point in terms of uh, what we have to charge to be able to service our customer the best uh, is not for everybody out there. And, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. That's the beauty of the free market. Um, we get to d- deliver a product or service. Uh, if, if there's people out there that see value in that and, and want to do business with us, um, then they will. Um, if, if we don't deliver a good enough product or service for the price point, um, people are going to tell us that also. So, you know, based on the last several years that, that we've been in business and, and doing business, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are, are agreeing with us um, and they like our product and service for the price point we're charging. But, you know, really, Nate, at the end of the day, uh, it's about in, in my mind, it's about that total customer experience. And if, if we as technicians uh, go in and we do our job the way we're supposed to be doing our job, I truly feel that there's, there's ample amount of people out there uh, that will line up to, to support us and, and be able to take advantage of our, our service and products that we're offering. That's right. And, and consistently, uh, excuse me, consistency plays a big piece of it too, right? So if uh, our our second part of the podcast, we have our guest Steve on, if he does uh, the excellent AC maintenance one way, and then somebody else goes out and either shortcuts the process or, or, you know, doesn't talk to the customer in the same way, it creates a little bit of confusion uh, in the homeowner's eyes. You know, why did it take Steve 90 minutes and this guy wrapped up in 30? Something's definitely different there. Right. And so consistency is super important, um, not only for you as a technician to have a process and a system that you stick to and go through to make sure that you hit all the elements that you're supposed to, but because it creates a level of comfort in the eyes of the homeowner that they are getting something that they paid for, that has value, and that every other time that they've had somebody out here has been the same thing. Yeah, we, I mean, and I think it goes back to the conversation or, or what I said a little bit earlier, just in terms of, you know, if you look at the consistency and, and I think I used the example of McDonald's and, and not that we're a fast food chain, um, but what I want to talk about is their process and their systems. Um, if you look at how they operate, what they do, they consistently turn out uh, a product in a timely manner that is consistent to any McDonald's you go uh, in the country. I, you know what? Honestly, maybe Chick-fil-A is a better example of that. Oh, yeah. Well, you, McDonald's Chick-fil-A. isn't far off. And, and like this is, this is an analogy I'd never want to use until the founder came out that uh, 
where uh, Michael Keaton played. Yeah. Is it Ray Kroc or Roy Kroc? Ray Kroc. I think it's Ray Kroc. The, the some yeah. founder of McDonald's yep. or whatever. Um, but but watching how it unfolded and came together, you just, you just get a whole new respect for McDonald's. It's an amazing story. It yeah, really it's a re- really good story. Uh, yeah, it has its ups and downs, but it's a but it's an amazing uh, motivating story, and I, I would recommend everybody watch that movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, it, it talks about the importance of consistency uh, and the importance of a process, uh, which is honestly two of the main things that that we want to do. Uh, here is is deliver consistency, and if you to be able to deliver that consistency is to have a process that is repeatable, um, and that can be easily taught. Yeah, and it is it is funny with that process because other than like they give you a cold burger, or they forget to take the tomato off. In, in Aaron's case, um, always, yeah, always. <laughs> he will that? send it back. He doesn't even want the tomato <laughs> to have grazed his his uh patty yeah then it comes out without tomatoes but it has a little special sauce on it it's it's still going back (laughs) (laughs) um is that the flavors and everything are all the same across the country and probably the world i mean there's mcdonald's just about everywhere anymore um but they they get it right in that process where everything tastes the same you get it in about the same amount of time unless there are you know 200 cars in the drive-through like chick-fil-a like chick-fil-a yeah that's right (laughs) Hey, good stuff today, guys. Uh, appreciate you being on to help us kind of break down the initial intro of the idea here, Aaron. My pleasure. Hey, and, and I got to say, guys, you know, I, this is actually the second time I've been on. Uh, I'm honored because I think I'm the only guest that's made it on twice at this point. And you were uh, the first guest. And I was the first one. Yeah. So you, you've thank risen you. To, you've risen to guest host level. <laughs> Where do you go from here? Have I hit my ceiling, Nate? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, let me help. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I, I don't want to be a co-host. I'm just, I'm just asking. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our podcast for today, uh, breaking down the excellent AC maintenance, uh, the introduction. Make sure you tune into part two, where we interview Steve and get way more in depth on the actual ideas of what goes into it and the process. Uh, but for now, be challenged and be encouraged. If you're an HVAC tech out there and you're looking down the AC season right now, make sure that you have a process in place. Make sure that you have a system. Make sure that you know what you're doing. And you know what? Try to drive new life into yourself and into the idea of doing a tune-up. Don't just pound out three, four, or five of these things a day and, and move on. You know, Find a way to make it worthwhile. Find a way to engage with the client. Find a way to talk about options and many of the other things that we discussed on this podcast. And if you're looking for a place to work, we have plenty of it for you. Uh, Our AC maintenance list is wide open and ready to go. And we are uh, staring down a summer here and looking forward to what it has. So you can find us on wastenoday.com. You can hit us in the comments section, look us up on Facebook, or just give us a ring. And we'd love to hear from you and talk to you about it more. As for the rest of you, uh, make sure that you're challenging yourself to get to that next level. Don't settle and always wake up every morning choosing to waste no day. podcast is a production of the South Central Pennsylvania branch of One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, and Mr. Sparky Electric.